Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D-Business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is the CEO of Letterkenny Credit Union, Gordon Randalls. A native of Dublin, Gordon moved to Letterkenny in 1997 and took up the lead role at Letterkenny Credit Union in 2002. Letterkenny Credit Union was established in 1962. Records show that it started with 24 members and a share value of £270. It currently has around 23,000 members, is holding €101 million in members' savings and has loans totalling €34 million. Gordon, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Good morning, Kieran, and welcome to Letterkenny Credit Union. Gordon, it's 60 years since Letterkenny Credit Union was set up and began operating out of the Literary Institute on Lower Main Street. It's been quite a success story and the credit union has come a long way since those early days back in 1962. Absolutely. Um, And talking to some of the volunteers who've been involved for a a good portion of that period of time, um, it was very challenging in the early stages, but there was definitely a drive and enthusiasm from the early volunteers and boards of directors and a demand in the local community for um, a cooperative enterprise like Letter Kenny Credit Union, and in fairness, um, alongside John Hume, who uh, had set up or was one of the instigators for Derry Credit Union, I think they had a strong, a strong voice helping them along the way. Um, and really, it's it's down to those innovators in the early years as to why we're here today. Uh, I was struck by uh, some of the statistics in Ted McLaughlin's book, which uh, chronicles the the sixty years of the Kenny Credit Union, Gordon. Membership in 1962 was 24, with shares at £270, and the loan total was zero. So we'll fast forward now to the current day. 2021, membership at over 23,000, shares at £94 million and loans at £30 million. That's some turnaround. Massive, massive turnaround. And I suppose, you know, the, the early years... Um, you know, maybe in the late 80s, I think uh, uh, J- John Kern is a good man for some of the history and facts and figures as well. He was telling me that at certain occasions they had to ask people to wait to collect their loans because the, 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 the loan to savings value would have been close to 100%. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, we're, we're around the 28, 29% mark, but that's not to underestimate the value of the loans that we have out in Letterkenny Credit, the community of Letterkenny. Um, we're up on just below 34 million at the moment, um, which is a phenomenal uh, return on loans, especially in the last five years. Um, the pandemic did bring an influx of savings, and on the one hand, it's very you know complementary to us in the organisation and the cooperative organisation that is the credit union movement, that people trust us with their savings. But unfortunately, it brings a burden on the balance sheet of the credit union. Um, 
So essentially at the moment we're probably holding too much in savings. We've over a hundred million, hundred and one million, I think approximately at the moment in, in member savings. And real, realistically that's down to the COVID pandemic. It's down to the interest rate environment that had existed. Now that may change, um, with, with the, with the, with the current interest rate hikes by, by the, the mainstream banks and, and the central banks of, uh, uh, of Europe. Um, but we're not part of the money market. So maybe, you know, in the early years, we were seen as the small saver and small to medium saver. But over the last number of years, members of the public probably have savings and they're just, you know, larger amounts of savings and they're letting sit in the credit union, which we wouldn't have previously had. Um, but definitely around the 90s um, and possibly, as you say, they were the credit union was located in the Literary Institute. But around the 90s, they, they moved up to the high road and they settled themselves in an office just below us here at the moment. And there's there's a definite movement around that time that with a with a with a, with a physical uh, structure and an identity that the credit union did take off in Letterkenny. Gordon, how many people are employed here at the minute, and how is the organisation structured? Employees-wise, there's there, there's 17 of us, but but the structure of the organisation would be that we have a board board of directors. There is uh, 11 members, uh, volunteer members on the board of directors, currently chaired by Kieran Harn, and then we have uh, a board oversight committee. There's three members on that committee, and essentially their their role is to oversee the board's actions and behaviour and ensure that they're complying with regulatory matters. Um, and then we have a, n- a number of, of working subcommittees, and again. Especially in the last couple of years, we seem to be, you know, receiving uh, uh, positive interest from the community to serve on the various committees. We've, you know, to name the main operating committees would be the Credit Committee, the Credit Control Committee, Membership Committee, Insurance Committee. We also have a Marketing and Donations Committee, and of course, you know, the the kind of member benefit one, which is the Prize Draw Committee, which is probably something that m- members would be very aware of. What would you have the interest in that down to, Gordon? Um, I suppose, I think the Ireland as a whole um, is built on volunteerism and it's a word, you know, you and I both enjoy the GAA and, and, and other sports and I think people are great at giving back. You know, they leave the field to play and they come back and they want to give something back. Um, and it's the same in, in, in people of different interests. They mightn't be sporting, but they have an interest in community affairs and they want to give back something to the community. Um, and it's fantastic. And they're bringing in a set of skills. Um, recently, we've had, you know, if you look around the table at the moment from our board of directors, we've chartered accountants. We have people who've worked in the media. We have li- people who've worked in the legal affairs. We have a number of secondary school teachers. We've, you know, on the board oversight committee, we've, you know, somebody who held a high civil service position, uh, uh, other, you know, th- they're all bringing something back to the table. Um, and that's vital. You and know, it's the member's voice. Sorry, Gordon. All that diversity is, is crucial to make it successful. Absolutely. And, and a diversity of an opinion and a respectfulness of people's opinion. Um, like I can't go into details, but one topic in particular, there was a board meeting last night, one topic in particular had quite a lot of debate and it wasn't, you know, people did not have the, uh, you know, the similar views, but ultimately there was a consensus of approach and it was fantastic to, to, to sit there and all I can say to the members is the, the, the conscientious decision making by the board of directors is, is fantastic. Gordon, for the seventh successive year, credit unions were named number one for customer experience in Ireland in the CXI Awards. 
What do you think is the main reason for Credit Union being ranked as Ireland's most trusted organisation? I suppose, again, it's down to the delivery of the service that we have. We we, we still have that physical presence, that physical counter. Um, we have that f- face and voice that's familiar to people. Um, you know, so that's vital. The fact that we are a community-based organisation run by members of the community for the benefit of the community, cooperative organisation. It, it's ultimately everything that we do is 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 towards the members of the of of the credit union, um, and I suppose there's a fantastic amount of goodwill out there towards the actual credit union, which which comes across in in, in those awards. And um, now going forward, I think as we move into more mainstream products and services, the expectation on us will grow in terms of of our quality of delivery. Um, you know, ultimately we are. Independent, we're all independent of each other. Yes, we're many of us are part of the Irish League of Credit Unions, and then there's a, a, a Credit Union Development Association as well as an o- umbrella organisations. But we're standalone, and I think people respect that. That even though we're small, we're attempting to de- deliver on a par with the larger financial institutions, um, and we do try and, and, and cater for all members' needs and requests. You're 22 years at the helm here at the Lickinac Credit Union. Gordon, can you talk to me about the early days? Um, the early days would be, I, I came in in April, April 2000, and like that, it was a very small staff. Um, Mary Ford, Finton, Roisin would be very, very well known. Colin Ferry, of course, Donna Toy, and, and Colin, unfortunately, have left us, and, and Gail Griffin and Kevin Kelly were all on the staff at that time, and very well known, very well respected by the members. And I think it was very much a counter-service delivery. Um, now, all I can say is that the, 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 there's been a seismic change there. Um Back in 2000, maybe 90, 90% of our transactions were done at the counter. At the moment, about 25% of the volume of transactions that we're doing are done at the counter. That's not to say the numbers of transactions have dropped. It's just that we have significantly increased our interaction with members through an online presence, through the ability to accept EFTs and, and, and direct debits and standing orders, an automated process. So really, back in 2000, it was very much you know, a physical service um and maybe wasn't out there as much as it is now you know it was confined maybe maybe to people connected to the credit union of a of a certain social demographic um you know we were very strong in in urban letter kenny and then we had pockets in you know it's it's gas we pockets out in glenswilly pockets in terman pockets down around remelton but i think the 2008 crash and maybe before that the, the the euro exchange suddenly we were seen as another financial service provider um, and those two events kind of opened up you know the general public side to the credit union um, and the fact that we could deliver a service um, and then obviously 2012 the, the central bank introduced a new credit union legislation a new new regulatory regime on us um, which which was quite a difficult period of time to get over because essentially boards had to change the structures had to change um, but again like that we we had a board who grasped the nettle 
um, I think James McMonigle was chair at that time and, and drove through the changes that needed to be made. Um, so essentially, you know, going back to 2000, it was, we were a nice, comfortable financial service organization and we were in a good financial position. But then the financial environment began to change and the credit union had to change. You, you were forced to change with it? We were forced to change with it. And I think 2012 essentially pushed all credit unions in the country into into a regime of change and changing their structures, maybe changing their culture slightly, um, you know, because culture is very important, but we're trying to maintain that culture of volunteerism and, and, and community-based organisation. Um, so that, that, you know, they that period up to 2012 um, was a, those changes. Those, probably the euro changeover brought people to the credit union that we had, we had never dealt with before. The crash of 2008, you know, people began to rely on the credit union again because, you know, the, 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 the lines of credit elsewhere were withdrawn. There was issues, people repaying their mortgages. And again, the credit union, I like to think that we kept our doors open to be, to people. We didn't cut off lines of credit per se. We, you know, Dennis O'Donnell at that time, in fairness to him, was the instigator at board level to introduce a seasonal loan, which was, I think it made national media, national media attention because, uh, we, we, we had a loan for a thousand euro, which only cost 20 euro. Um, but again, it, 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 rather than the value of interest that we earned on that, it, what it delivered for us as a credit union was the branding of Letterkenny Credit Union. We're still here. We're still lending. Come to us if, if if you need credit. Gordon, you mentioned the the move to online. How easier does that make it for members to do business with the credit union now? Well, I think the the first first piece of that is that it's vital for the the the, the future success of the credit unions movement as a whole that they have an online presence, um, because there's a fortune of members. And, and customers of, of the mainstream banks who do not attend the physical office. And, and, and that generation that's coming up, we don't see them on a regular basis. But to provide a service and to be viable going forward, we needed an online presence. And we feel that, you know, we have an online presence that, that's very user friendly. Um, obviously we must, you people must remember we are, a self-funded organisation in the northwest of Ireland. We're not a national organisation or part of an international banking organisation, but we feel our online presence is, is, is sufficient, is, is at a level that is beneficial to members to transact with their credit union and do their online business. Um, the mobile app, um, gives access anywhere, anytime. You can uh, make a loan application. You can draw down your loan online. Um, so essentially, you know, it does everything that your normal banking app does. Maybe a little bit, you just get used to the functionality, but it does everything that we, we set out to do. And again, you can, you can join online, which is vital. You can upload your documentation to become a member of the credit union online. Gordon, you mentioned branding and the importance of branding. How big a role does social media play now in the life of the Rikini Credit Union? I think in credit unions in general, they needed to, to have an online presence. Um, in terms of their their ability to transact, but also just generating interest in the community, generating a, a brand identity to ensure that you know people are familiar with the name Letterkenny Credit Union, and we have the LKCU model. And I think over the last uh, two to three years, we we've engaged with that. 
it's important to give information out to members and it is a very fast way of delivering information, you know, be it products and services, be it promotions, uh, be it generally just keeping people up to date with what Letterkenny Credit Union is at at, the, at a particular moment in time. So, yeah, it's it's vital to continue to keep the, the name of Letterkenny Credit Union out in the public and obviously online advertising is is, is, a, is a major part of that. In the world of pre-social media, when you came to Letterkenny first, branding was still something that you were very acutely aware of? Yeah, um, we were just, uh, obviously we were having this chat earlier and it is something, like I'm originally from Dublin, Dunleary, uh, moved to Letterkenny in 1997, but, and I was living up uh, on the, uh, on the back road and one thing I couldn't get over and in the early days was that on Thursday evening there'd be a queue at what's called, was, was Proctor's, um, for the Donegal News. Um, and that was something that stuck with me when I came into the credit union that the Donegal News was a vital uh, source of information for people in Letterkenny and the people of Letterkenny were the potential members or current members of Letterkenny Credit Union. So I felt at that time we needed to have some sort of engagement with Donegal News and we did. We commenced an advertising campaign in in in, in around 2001 and like that as well, you know, Highland Radio again if it's happening in, in, in Donegal, if it's happening in Letterkenny, Highland Radio at the time, I think it was Sean Doherty's show was probably the, the, the main one. Um, and again, we needed to, to, to kind of create some kind of advertising, uh, strategy. And we did, we did work with a number of credit unions in the early days and bring them together here in Letterkenny and create, uh, a kind of a generic ad at that time. But since then, you know, we, we've moved on from that. Um, but again, getting the information out in the early stages and it is, you know, I, I often tell that story that the, the queue waiting for the paper to be delivered around eight or nine o'clock outside the shop on a Thursday evening to get the to get the news. School quiz that was uh, who came up with that idea? Uh, again, that was w- well up when when I joined. And in fairness, it was Brian Harkin here who con- who ran the school quiz here for many years. And I think at at one stage it was definitely the largest in the country. I think. I think we hit 88 teams out in the Mount Errigal and in one particular year. And again, I think Brian saw it as, as, as very much, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of credit unions might have curtailed the, the, the participation, but ultimately I think Brian saw it as something that should be engaged in, 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 in the schools and as an event. And again, as an event, it was fantastic to generate publicity for Letterkenny Credit Union, generate publicity amongst the, potential future generation and juvenile membership and and like that it, it, it's phenomenal and Maureen O'Donnell has taken over the reins um, of, of running the show and hopefully next year it'll be back if, uh, again. So it was creating awareness at a very young age? Awareness of the, the, the ethos of the credit union at a very young age and I think that's crucial to anybody that is involved in the credit union movement or working in the credit union movement the ethos is, is, is the core ethos is social responsibility, trying to help people. And there, we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie. Or call 9186206. You're welcome back. Before the break, Gordon was discussing the ethos of the credit union. Ultimately, it was set up, the credit union was set up to give people access to credit uh, in times when it was, 
you know, very difficult to, 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 to uh, maybe achieve a, a line of credit in one of the mainstream banks. Um, and we're still here after, as you said, at the very start of the introduction, 60 years. Gordon, you held your first car draw in 2007, another hugely successful initiative. Yeah, the car draw, it, 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 it Again, it, it, it's a very important, you know, it's, it's, it's the member benefit. It's up to the member to, to join the car draw. It's, it's run for the members as a benefit for the members. Um, and like that, it's very important that it's, it's run in a very visual, uh, manner, um, and transparent manner for the members to show that it is being run in an honest, ethical way. And I think in fairness to the, the members of the car draw committee here, driven by Mick Gary over so many years and ably assisted by Ted McLaughlin and, and various teams, um, we've done that. We're almost two and a half years on from the start of the pandemic, Gordon. I'm, I'm sure it has forced you and your staff to change the way things are done here. Yeah, well, the online, again, during, during the pandemic, it was very lucky that, you know, the board, and I have to give credit to the board and Gail Griffin, the operations manager, who would be working with our IT suppliers, you know, the board backed the, the investment in the online, uh, uh, ability for Letterkenny Credit Union. We have a good online web presence and we have a good on, online app. So that was vital during the pandemic that people could access uh, their funds and we could, allow people make uh, uh, online app- loan applications and we continue to lend during the pandemic the, there's one downside to the pandemic you know we we may have had our doors closed at various times but we were still open um, and we did you know receive a, a, a serious influx of funds from member savings um, and like that the board made a conscious decision that this was not the time you know people were in difficulty and then on top of the pandemic KBC and Ulster Bank announced their closure. Um, so currently at this moment in time, we're probably holding maybe 20% uh, more than we would like in terms of member savings. Um, and that do- the unfortunate side of that is it does prevent us maybe delivering on, on future objectives. So, there, you know, we do have to look at, you know, various ways to curtail the influx of savings and the board are making the decision made the decision now that we'll be communicating with some of the high, higher value savers in August um, maybe to look elsewhere for some of their excess savings You mentioned the pending departure of Ulster Bank and KBC from the market have you noticed a rise in the number of people maybe switching or joining the Canadian Credit Union? Yeah well again uh, I, I Compliment the board. We we brought proposals to the board back in in, in we started in 2020 uh, about the possibility of looking at, at current accounts, um, member personal current accounts, um, which were were be, gradually being introduced to some some of the larger credit unions. Um, we joined the process, and uh, around July 21. We had our first couple number of current accounts, which were being operated on a, a testing basis. Um, and then obviously KBC and Ulster Bank decide that they're going to leave the market. So yeah, from that point of view, it's very timely that we, we do have a current account service. And I do know that a number of credit unions in Donegal are also examined, which will be fantastic for, for, for their particular members. In August 2021, we had 6,000 euros worth of transactions on the current accounts that we had at that time. Uh, I just ran a report this morning for June 22. Kevin Kelly, our finance officer, uh, presented it to me. That value on transactions has jumped to 1.3 million. So we have approximately 760 odd current accounts open um, 
as of this morning. So yeah, there is an, there is an opportunity there for credit unions to open current accounts. We are an option for people who may be looking for a, a, a current account service with Ulster Bank closing. And yes, it has, it has changed the model. And, you know, there is a future benefit for credit unions by being in the current account market. Um, our current account services is, is, is quite straightforward. We, we have a 15 euro fee, quarterly fee, and that's a flat fee. Um, there's concessions for old age pensioners and students who don't pay the fee. Um, and that's it. What you see is what you get as a 15 euro fee. Now, obviously there's government stamp duty applied to some ATM transactions. And obviously there's government stamp duty to be payable on the card and maybe a little bit of foreign exchange, um, um, kind of, uh, exchange rate. But from a current account point of view, we feel that's a very competitive offering, uh, going forward. And we've, at this moment in time, we've 765 transaction uh, accounts open and as i say we've jumped from having you know less than 20,000 value in in september and august 2021 to this year to have 1.3 million gordon you're now in a position to uh, be able to provide mortgages how significant is that for the credit union Again, Letterkenny Credit Union always looking to see how can we benefit the members. Um, and again, the board backed us again, joined uh, the, the CU Home Group in, in the in the Irish League Credit Unions, and we've had uh, approximately, I think we've had about 160 inquiries. Unfortunately, not all uh, are, are of the quality that the 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 outline mortgage product requires and um, there's strict regulations regarding the, the, the you know the mortgage product itself um, but thankfully we we've got our first mortgage offer out uh, this month um, and again given the current interest rate environment maybe you know our rate which is 3.75% will become more competitive it might be more attractive to individuals out there who may be on a higher rate um, and it is it, it's for a principal private residence obviously we're restricted in that on that front but again it's great to have that product on the shelf for members of Letterkenny Credit Union if they so wish and do you see uh, Letterkenny Credit Union maybe getting more into that line of business uh, we'd like to, we'd like to, we'd like to see, you know, um, now there is a, a ceiling at the moment given, uh, the regulatory, uh, constraints, um, but yeah, we have to work on our overall capital reserves at, at some point in the future. We have to increase our capital reserves, which will allow us increase our level of mortgages, uh, payouts to individuals. Listen to you outlining the various things that are happening here. It's a lot to manage and a lot to monitor. Yeah, but I suppose we have a fantastic body of staff, you know, um, you know, like I'm only one person and, you know, there's a fantastic team downstairs from the compliance team, the, you know, the IT data protection officer, Gail Griffin, who's our deputy CEO. Greg, who's our compliance and risk. Kevin is a finance officer. I'm going to give them all a mention now. Kevin's our finance officer. Eva McCloskey, our credit officer. Uh, Lynn, who looks after the frontline team. Uh, Miriam, who's our, our senior credit control officer. And then we've, you know, obviously people will recognize other names. Fintan Dawson, uh, Angela McClafferty, uh, Gavin Cox. I better be careful here now. <laughs> Joe Friel, Noreen McFadden, Liz Cohn, uh, Teresa Tourish. Uh, Kate McDermott, uh, Kathleen Dorian, who I just can't quantify, who's always there when we need something done. Um, but they're a fantastic team, and I just and we, you know, they deliver for us. You know, they they absolutely deliver for us. 
Is there a period during the year where you're most busy? I suppose we're continually busy, but November. Uh, that October, November time, uh, when the, the loan applications increase significantly, uh, the pre-Christmas rush, um, and I suppose we, we, we kind of created that with a seasonal loan many years ago, um, and people do see us as a, as a, as a source of finance around that time, you know. So, yeah, we do get a spike in our lending, uh, uh, you know, from an individual application point of view around that time. And then on the downside, and, and again, we're here as a listening ear, and, and also to assist people. Uh, that after Christmas, and I didn't mention one of my credit control team, Maura Duffy, uh, uh, who, who, who works alongside Miriam. They would see a surge in, in maybe communications after Christmas. You know, it's just natural. People miss DDs, miss standing orders, miss payments, and they would work with them to get them back on track, protect their, their, their credit history with the credit union, which is vital. Um, you know, so overall, you know, we're busy from one end of the year to the other. There's always something going on. We're always driving something. Um, and like that, we're, the, the lending is vital, uh, but we are here to talk to people. Gordon, there's been a lot of talk in recent months about the rising cost of living, and I'm sure that's something you're acutely aware of. How concerned are you that there are people out there who might find themselves stretched and who may be thinking of maybe turning and seeking help from illegal and unregulated money lenders? I suppose the credit union has always has that social responsibility. Always, and we've always had that level, and we 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 won't we won't we won't lose that kind of level of social interest and social engagement. The the best thing we can say is that I know some of the regulated money lenders have left, the likes of Provident, and we've always we've always said this, um, and we've challenged the regulators or the money lenders in the past, the regulated ones, given the the the, the kind of penal interest rates that they they charge. Work with a credit union. Oh, if it's not Letterkenny Credit Union. Go to your local credit union, open a credit union account, because most of them have the same ethos and are driven by the same principles. And if you work with the credit union, and, and don't be unrealistic in your expectations of borrowing, um, given your level of income or given your level of, of, of outgoings at a particular moment, moment of time, the credit union will work with you. Um, and that's always been the case here in Letterkenny Credit Union. Um, and it is a self-help organization at the end of the day. So members need to show and, and need to help themselves that they have the ability to work within the confines of a credit agreement. And that's where your credit history comes in, be it working with us or be, be it for another financial institution. Gordon, tell me, what's the best lesson you've learned since taking over as CEO here 22 years ago? Um, don't expect the unexpected. Um, you know, the, the landscape can change very, very quickly. Um, you know, the COVID situation came out of the blue and then you have to look at the impact on, on our balance sheet. Um, you know, a significant increase in savings. People don't realize that brings other issues in the background for us. It brings in liquidity issues, brings in investment issues. It brings in compliance issues in, 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 in you know, as a result of our capital reserve requirements. Um, you might find your lending is going in the right direction, but you know, in terms of, you know, the, cre- the credit control aspect, the provisioning aspect. And I think, like you said, the changes in, in, in the rate of inflation recently, there's no doubt that that will impact on people's ability to, to meet their, their, their debts and meet their repayments and meet their cost of the living expenses. So, so we're kind of being prudent and preempting that in, in terms of our balance sheet management. Um, but again, we're, 
we like to think we're ahead of the game in, in terms of working with members. We'll always work with members. Um, and our arrears figures are one of the lowest in the country. And we feel that's because we engage with members, you know, at a very early stage if they do fall into difficulty. But also our lending officers are trying to work with members in terms of making sure that they repay their loans on a regular basis and, and fall in line with, with, with their credit agreement. So, I suppose there's never a day goes by where you you don't have something different. I'm sure you've seen huge changes over the years. Is there one change that stands out most? The compliance culture, um, the compliance culture, which which was again is kind of settled in on credit unions now at this stage, given that it came in in 2012. But the regulatory compliance is vital. You know, uh, in fairness to the central bank, they're, they're there for the benefit of, 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 of the, the country as a whole. So they need trust from the, they need to trust credit unions. So they have compliance requirements. They issue guidance notes to us. Um, so essentially we're, we're now, we've got an internal audit, um, and we have com- compliance officers on board on a regular basis, ensuring that we're compliant, that everything is, 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 is as it should be for a credit union. Um, and if it's not, what changes, what plans have we in place to bring it back up to where it should be? Um, and again, like that, it's, it's, it, it's, you know, the board have a significant burden on their shoulders because ultimately some of the decisions have to come from them, but they do make them for the benefit of the membership as a whole. If you had followed your childhood dream job, Gordon, what would you be doing now? <laughs> Playing for Dublin. Um, I suppose I went to college to become a teacher. I uh, went to UCD. Uh, did a BCom, um, and then I probably just went went a different route after college, and then Adrian took me up here to Donegal in '97. Have you enjoyed your time? Oh, I love Donegal. Um, I love the people. I, love, I, I really have enjoyed it. Um, you know, so it, it like I'm up here. I'm up here 25 years, um, so I'm almost up here as long as I was in in, in Dublin. And finally, Gordon, what does the future hold for yourself and the Kinney Credit Union? The, the credit union is going to build. I, I think the credit union movement has has an opportunity, um, especially when you you know there's people out there saying the credit union uh, movement can deliver. I think we can deliver, um, but we need to be we need to have uh, you know that trust from the regulatory environment which is the central bank and it comes back to the whole compliance culture um, that has to be embedded in, in, in credit unions around the country that yeah we're, we're independent entities but we do have a responsibility to ensure our, our financials are in the place they should be our behaviour is exactly as it should be and we don't damage our reputation as a financial organisation so and again like that you know that's that's a core um, objective of, of any organization that they have the trust, uh, uh, of the, of their membership or their customers in, in general, but the members of the credit union. Gordon Reynolds, CEO at Letterkenny Credit Union. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today on Business Matters. Thank you very much, Karen. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Gordon Reynolds. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. 
That's E-X-E-C-E-D-Business at lyat.ie or call 91 